I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Momology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And we want to say congratulations to the Sunda Brown Duckett, who was appointed to the Nike Board of Directors. Ms. Duckett, or Mrs. Duckett, I should say, is the CEO of Chase Consumer Banking and is also the executive sponsor of J.P. Morgan Chase's Advancing Black Pathways program, which is directed toward helping Black Americans achieve economic success through wealth, education, and careers. When not being a boss in the courtroom, excuse me, in the corporate and community streets, her and her husband, Richard, cheer on their award-winning fencing kids, Madison and Miles. Congrats, sis. Congrats, sis. This episode is sponsored in part by Hack Electronics, based in Dallas. They focus on STEM learning fun for kids ages five and up. From after-school weekends and camps, your kids can see the amazing ways their lives are impacted by STEM. Get 10% discount on classes by using the word MOMOLOGY at checkout, and we will have that link in our show notes. And now, on to the show. Okay. The Family-Friendly Schools Act will create a first-of-its-kind pilot program to give kids resources to stay open during the entire workday throughout the school year and to invest over $1 billion in enrichment summer learning programs, all without forcing teachers to work longer hours or for less pay. Introduced by presidential candidate and Senator Kamala Harris out of California, the grants will be provided to 500 family-friendly schools for before school, after school, and summer enrichment. And the years these grants will be funded will be from 2020 to 2024. After that, they will, of course, have their reports and to see if this is actually worth our time and investment in the in you know in the United States. Yeah. So what's what we will do is kind of just talk about the bill and dive into it um, first and foremost. So we mentioned off off topic, off streets, I guess, off record, <laughs> that in when, the streets, <laughs> when you actually read the bill, it's not a, a very long bill. It's about 17 pages long. It ain't 17 pages. It's not, but you know, it's just how. It's written at 17 pages. Exactly. With the formalities to, as you write a bill. So, yeah. I, whatever. It's double space. Over a glass of wine, y'all. Don't even <laughs> so, act like there's no MLA format. You know, it's not a dissertation. It's not a long read. It's a lot and, of indentations. And, um, to me, I feel like when reading it, uh, the bill is kind of centered around supporting the working class family, right? Very much so. Especially in the public school setting, right? So, for example, the bill talks about having care, child care during parent-teacher conferences and things like that. So, I think that in itself is a good thing because a lot of parents often struggle with the child care, or they may end up bringing the child to the parent-teacher conference, which I don't mm-hmm. think is a bad thing either. No, um, yeah. um, during that, but maybe they just maybe they don't want to. You know, sometimes at oh, least they yeah. have that option. You know, yeah, if they do or they don't. So let let's let's kind of back for those people that have been honestly reading. I feel like the footnotes or the he- the headlines or whatever articles y'all want to read, like. 
what you're not hearing, and I guess I'll basically repeat myself in this, in that I read the bill. I think, and this is honestly the first bill, and I have a political science minor, I've ever read a bill. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most easiest bills you could ever read. Right. So when things come across and it's an issue perhaps that affects you, and that's the reason why we're bringing it up on this on our show, you dive into it. I know we're going to give you like opinions and we've kind of dissected sure. it based upon our lenses, but I can't urge you guys enough to really read these bills that are out there and not just take whatever yeah, don't, source. Don't, don't, don't be rely a headline ho as somebody, oh, as another God. friend of ours. <laughs> Um, a mutual friend of ours shout, has coined shout the out. word. Shout, shout out to Nay Talks. Uh, coined the phrase uh, "headline hoe." Um, no, not that she is, but I'm just saying, like she's coined this phrase called no. "headline." Like you know, people just take the headline of an article and run with it. And run with it. Don't do that with don't. In fact, not just this, but just don't do that with anything. Mm. And you cannot do that with this bill. And it's not male talking. It's not a bad bill. You just have to step back and really read what does this mean. So when I say that, in preparation for our lovely discussion, um, let's let's remind y'all a few things. One, it's five years, up to five million dollars to school just to school districts that will transform underlined bold italic quote unquote elementary schools serving high number of low-income families. Okay, so with that being said then, we can infer, as I mentioned in the topic, there are going to be 500 schools that are pretty much a pilot of this. So those 500 schools are typically are going to be in the Mm low-income school districts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you if y'all know me personally, it's not gonna be where we all live, okay? Ain't gonna be if y'all in my neighborhood, y'all no, we're not seeing that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I, I could totally feel like people come in and be like, what about me? No. Mm-mm. It ain't no, about you. It's not about you. Okay. So let's keep that in mind. To be called what they call family friendly. Now I'm gonna we'll jump into that lovely okay. phrase in a moment. So per this bill, Congress has found, because they do findings. I think that was so interesting. They listed a whole bunch of findings. So they found that schools shut down for an average of 29 days. An average of 29 days, I guess, nine school years or whatever. So basically that's two weeks, which is 10 longer than the typical American with paid leave because paid leave typically you may have about oh 11 mm-hmm. you might might not have paid leave why is this a whole significance and why am I even bringing it up we're gonna talk about it okay do you want me to dive into it now Go ahead. okay I didn't know um we've talked about episodes about paid leave mm-hmm. the fact that Congress or well, the fact that Kamala Harris, and those who are supporting this bill are even bringing this up, opens the door to what? Universal paid leave, in my opinion. I don't, she's not saying that, but it's the, it's the, the partly a step to the knocking of the door. It is. Because you already it, have admitted that there's a problem. There's already a discrepancy. We already had a negative, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. If school is open less than what you are allowed to work. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're already at a negative. From the jump. Like you hadn't even had the baby yet. Yeah. 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 Already. Um, The thing is, and this is just me speaking, Mm -hmm. okay, but alluding to what you're saying, it opens up a discussion more for, like you mentioned, the paid leave, for companies to really have an honest discussion about that work-life balance. What does that look like? What is it truly supposed to look like for a happy employee, right? Yeah. For an employee for you to, you know, retain. Of course, mm-hmm. they have they have research out there, you know, the more flexible you are for an employee, the more productive employee you're going to be, right? Yes. And right. now you've got Congress going, yeah, we know. Okay. We see it too. We see it too. We agree. Not that it's been passed yet. It's just been introduced. The the fact that they put it in there. Okay. Carry on. And then, like I said, so they're reconfirming that basically you're working low wages. Well, majority of us are working low wages and no paid holidays and whatnot. And then they say 73% of families report some difficulty in finding summer care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a difficulty finding summer care because it's become more expensive. That three to, well, typically what? Like schools end at three, three mm-hmm. whatever it is. Between three and five, you've got to pay this extra fee. I say fee, y'all call it whatever y'all want to call it. It's a fee. It is. You know, I'm shelling it out. So they've recognized that. Then they're even saying, okay, well, here's my here's my prognosis. The access to summer care is not found in certain parts of town. So now, based on your statistic, 73% of families. So honestly, that is more than the low income. That's that's low middle, upper middle. You know, that's almost everybody. That's everybody. That is everybody. But not everybody's going to benefit from the from the act. Mm. Okay. So, if you step back and think about it, the access to summer care is not found in certain parts of town. And who is really doing a summer camp? Because again, this is not just after school. I know it's called family friendly act or whatever y'all want to call it, but. It's not just the the three to five time frame. It is also summer camps. It's also morning. Yes. So who, who's got a summer camp for three-year-olds? Yeah, that's why it's difficult finding care for your child. That's attributing to the 73%. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to, to bring those up to kind of have people think about that as well. Um. What else? We, no. I was kind of, you know, really thinking about this bill in terms of, as we mentioned, when you dive into it, some people are like, well, you you mentioned this in terms of um, it's not requiring teachers to get paid necessarily more or less. Like, they're not cutting their pay. So where is this coming from? What is it going to? Again, we want you to read it. But it actually requires schools to partner with local educational agencies to accomplish the enrichment. Okay. Which is a good thing. I think it's, it spawns entrepreneurship 
and a lot of our local nonprofits who maybe don't have a building of their own Mm -hmm. that were trying to get programs up and going. They've been trying to partner with schools, you know, that cater to um, to kids and trying to help them. So that kind of allows them to get in. If you will, so it's, it's an in. Yeah, it's an in. Um, so it's not a bad thing. It, it's a very good thing. Um, we mentioned it opens the door for parent conferences after hours. Cause what you gonna do with the kid while you in a parent teacher conference or um, a, a school mandated parent? You know, just not parent teacher conference, but just a parent conference at the school. What you gonna do with the kid? So these five hundred schools who are getting this money. 500 schools is, to me, not a lot, but 500 schools, nonetheless, that are getting this money are basically allowed to work with the community, help spawn entrepreneurship, which will, and granted, it's a grant, it's four years, we'll discuss that in a moment, but it allows them to help shape our children for longer hours while we're at work. Or while we can't be right there with them mm-hmm. because we are mandated or have to go to parenting. And I think maybe the, the, I don't want to call it pushback, but the concern mm-hmm. is. Oh, there's okay, pushback. There's pushback. Yeah, there is pushback. But the, the concern I, I will say is that a lot, it, it's a lot of hours being spent for one child in a, in one building. Right? Really? That's one of the things, right? So if I so decide I'm a mom that wants to do, bef- you know, I'm, I am I work long hours. I'm doing before, after school, and after school care. Mm-hmm. You know, my child literally is there upwards to 10, 11 hours in this one building. Mm-hmm. Right? And so some people may feel like that's just too long. I think there's studies out there that have talked about children when they're not engaged outside of the school hours. That it's also part of the, that it leads to the prison the pipeline to prison route. So if they're not engaged, they basically can be up to no good for lack of better words. Um, But with this particular act in these particular areas, they would be engaged in more positive areas. So they're not just left by themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's not a requirement. I mean, look, if you can go pick up your kid at three, go pick up your kid at three. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's like mandating like every kid has to stay in the room or wherever. And I think that's five. maybe where people and that's are. That's a misconception. Yeah, they're this just is not like, a. Are they going to be in this one classroom? And I'm like, well, how is that any different than if you were to pick your kid up at from three uh-oh. and go uh-oh. and take them to soccer? So essentially, they are or or whatever extracurricular activity, right? So yeah, you could you could debate that it's a it's a change of scenery. It's a change, you know, from inside to outside or one building to another building, but they're still being engaged for X number of hours, you know. Yeah, And I think maybe folks are I don't are thinking, think it's specific to the building. I think it's, mm. see, the way I read the bill, 
it's you're partnering with the community and community partners and nonprofits. And you're supposed to allow space in your building, but doesn't mean you have to be in the building. For the ease of a nonprofit, though, especially if you are, you know, new and up and coming. Yeah, if if you can supply me a space, by all means, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's probably like an initial mean space, but if you're going to go like, oh, let's go do a field trip Mm -hmm. during these after hours. Yeah. Then you're going to be able to do a field trip. But I know folks who have another concern about oh, that, okay. too, you know. Oh, I mean, you know, we're trying but, to educate our kids, and then we we putting up barriers and walls. And, and I'm not saying this to be in support or um, not support of this, but I just, it's more of a discussion to like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's look at all sides of this bill and see is it really as bad or, you know, as heinous as folks think. You know, it's supposed to be introduced. And then I also feel it's probably by who introduced it because, you know, that <laughs> that in of itself, folks, you know, have a problem well, with too. But well, that's a whole different thing. Well, you know? no, it's actually not a whole oh, different ooh. thing. You should know who's supporting bills, regardless of whatever topic it is. Mm-hmm. Because that's how not bills who come in. supported who introduced it. I'm just saying. Oh, that. well, who? Well, I don't even know if I really looked at who introduced it besides her. No, no, her. She, it's her. But my point being that, is you know, a lot of people— Is she really introduced it or is she just like, oh, I'm going to put it on my docket? Oh, I don't know, girl. I mean, that's— Like how that's That's deep, that's that's deep, deep? politics oh, okay. that I, I have—I'm not even privy to. But, you know, like a lot of people just, you know, have a way—have their own opinions about Kamala Harris in of itself right All now. Day. And— um you know, just to have something like this be introduced by her, you know, it's kind of like some people may feel that, you know, she, she's already not on the side for, you know, people of color anyway, you know, given her um, background and what she did as AG in, in um, California. But that's a whole different, that's a whole another rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, and go she's down. trying to correct that wrong in her own way exactly um, so, but a lot then, of people have you a got some, on that but. but then you got haters who are saying you know employees will take this um as a way to be aware that there's a free quote-unquote before and after school care program and that more employees will be penalized for leaving work early which i think is totally unfair because i'm like i mean we all have lives right so it doesn't ma- i could get sick a kid can get sick. A kid, if a kid gets sick at one o'clock, I still have to leave early. Versus if they got sick right. at four thirty, you know right. what I'm saying? So I think that's just totally unfair. So, so what the bill doesn't introduce is who gets. I don't think it's specifically like I don't know if you're gonna have to submit something. Well, clearly you have to submit something for a grant, but it doesn't really go through who's reviewing these grants. And who, what's the criteria of being selected as a school? You know, I mean, it's a bill, Mm. it just, we we have yet to learn about the nuances of how this program is to be implemented. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you mentioned, the grants. So there's a big old kitty for these 500 schools. So now what about, will this grant be given directly to the school district itself or is it going to be given to the nonprofit or whomever that comes in? You know, say you do have an outside third party that wants to come in and build a cultural (sighs) thing. Are you giving them part of the funds or do they still have to turn around and raise their own funds to continue, you know, to do that? I need to to go back to the act, but I thought it had said 
the you when you're doing it with the community partner, like there's a main partner you're supposed to work with as a school. Like if I'm the school, but you're the community partner, mm-hmm. you as a community partner are the one like helping me write the grant or helping me. And then it, I think the money comes to the school, but it's there because you still have to do like some write ups and stuff afterwards mm. and continuous write ups. And then there's that whole discussion about, well, now we're talking about privacy because parents, students, the community has to do surveys before and after Okay, as part of documentation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's like a joint effort, but the money, I believe, is written to the school. Okay. Okay. At any rate. But, then it, but it's not that specific. It kind of jumps around. But at any rate, the grant, it seems to me that it's going to be funding some. Because, you know, to do a before and after school program, I mean, it, it t- takes significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the grant is going to be able to support the program in its entirety. You know? Oh, no. I mean, I think it's... It's like, where does that extra... Where does that extra funding come from? It's going to come from our taxes, obviously. But, you know, where? Where? You know? Well, that's probably why they only pick 500 schools. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The other part of me, it's more like a... I don't see this as a bad thing. Going to the cultural part of it, you know... A few years ago, there had been, um, or not even a few years ago, we're, we're constantly f- finding that in the school districts that they're cutting certain things during the day, right? Mm. Recess, <laughs> music, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So I feel like, okay, here we have this these these nonprofits that can come in to help supplement, you know, these things that have been cut from the day. Mm-hmm. We can introduce yoga. You know what I mean? We I'm just trying gotta, to figure out why we even cut the stuff to begin with, but that's a whole different they episode. They cut it to, I don't know, you know, for, I don't know. But again, but it goes back to anything. In order for this, it needs money. It needs a I lot agree. of money to support, for the support staff. And, um, it, you know, if they have equipment or whatever, you know, keep the lights running and on and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the caveats that that is a concern, right? <clears throat> the other concern, really, like you mentioned, um, you know, penalizing the employer, right, for trying to leave. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, and it's more, it's not a pro or con, but just thought-provoking. Oh, it, it a thought provoking thing. It, it builds like this, opens up the bigger discussion in our country, which is that lack of work balance, right? Oh, yeah. Employer driven initiatives to increase their capital without thinking of the worker, right? Yes. So it's kind of like, well, now, well, now you have the opportunity, like you mentioned, you have the opportunity to drop your kids off at seven thirty. You can work from seven thirty to six. Well, easy. I ain't say all that. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I need a break too. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) I need a break from you. So it it's we need to really focus more on um, employee employer type policies, right? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely written as a build to because I feel like again with the findings, it starts off as 
okay, we've got a problem with the employers having this like nine to five and the schools aren't matching up and then the time and where the kids go. So since I feel like the government as a whole has more control over the schools, they went directly into the schools. And that's the reason why she did it that way. But that's why they wrote the findings as such, because I feel like we really need to have a bill on the corporations that's and looking at uh huh why are we why are we two hours to and from like why do we have this gap for employees and not a better you know why are we still, basically why are we still stuck in this sixties mentality of timing of a nine to five to get the job done, but then our schools are ending at three, and regardless again, if your again, kid is involved in something So the bill to me else. would seem like you are more in support of, you know, corporations. So why didn't mm-hmm. you think, why didn't you just create a bill mandating employers, private and public, to, I don't know, have more flexible work days? Or maybe she thought she could get this bill passed faster. Okay. With that being said, then. <laughs> I just think this bill could get passed a little bit faster. And the bill is woman-centered, clearly, right? I mean, it not clearly. I shouldn't say clearly. No, no, because no I'm going to take it back. Because there's some back. mother's organizations woo, that woo. are not happy about this bill. I know. It's like, woo, woo. Let me bring that back. Um, but she does reference that there are one million women that work less full, uh, work, than, work less than full-time for caregiving responsibilities, right? Whether it be mothering or sandwiching, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, to me, will this fare well in a male-dominant legislation? Okay? You mean and the act? Like, you think the that... Act, you know, so given, the given senator, the history... So if it was Senator Booker, you're saying? No, I'm going to throw his name no, out there, but... No, given the history, because like I said, I, I mean, and I truly feel like, you know, it does have... You, you are in support of the working class, but, you know, women are, are the ones that take that brunt of responsibility for making sure their kids are okay and stuff like that. Given the history of policies that have been introduced, and I'll take it a step further, abortion, things like that, that, you know, affect women and the autonomy of women. How well would that fare in passing in legislation? Because you already know how, you know, we already know how that abortion bill. Well, well, Alabama, yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah, Alabama, yeah. So I'm just saying on a, you know, on a national level, how, you know, do you think do you think that it's going to gain and get support enough from her colleagues in order for this to pass or even be, you know, considered? Well, if she's saying it's for the 2020 year, that means she's, I'm just trying to think of like how she's trying to get this passed. How, that's that's I'm like how are you going to get this passed? Because under this current administration, thank you. Because it thank has to be you. under this current administration for it to kick in for 2020 for the 2020 you have school, to approve it. Year. Yeah, yeah, you have to right. And to me, so she's going to get it passed in it's it, in the house, but it it's has to Senate. go on. It's going to the Senate, right? It has to. Or is she using this as a pawn, knowing that the Senate is going to? kick it out or pass it and then dude up there I don't know is gonna like refuse it and then that gives her more power not power but more 
He, I mean, but given the way, Bravos I'm in say, the well, 2020. If it if it gets if it gets great approval by the Senate, I mean, he can kick it, not kick it, because right now he's already in turmoil as it is. So, I mean, if they garner enough, if they garner enough approval from the, at the Senate level, then you know it's to me it's pretty pretty it's straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, unless he intentionally wants to veto it. You know, I'm like and kind of. Uh, well, I was going to say, say, what kind of animal are you? But clearly. But he has. Like, he yeah. started day one vetoing stuff. So. Especially since, to me, this bill has the undertone of supporting black and brown families. Because we are the yeah, ones. Yeah, because it, it very, was very ones. clear. It was very clear. to low-income families. It Come was very on. clear about which which areas Come can on. apply. So and it will not me, be your income homes of a hundred thousand or more. Y'all can forget it. Like I don't said that from the jump. It's not know? for the households of a hundred income plus. I was like, it's it, it's a nice. Um, this I think is actually a nice said Title One. I think she said title. Was it called Title One back in the day? Like, it's well, they're still, they're still called Title One. Schools. That's what they were referring to in the bill. Yes. So yes. You know, it is a nice. The bill in of itself. Go read it. I encourage you. Is a nice fluffy way, you know, to truly uplift the black and brown, you know, families. <laughs> like how you did that. <laughs> Such a nice way. <laughs> you know? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it, it is, but it's just how she did it, y'all, mm-hmm. in, the, in the room. It's how she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the, my point. That's I'm like, you know, how how far... We have the, of course, you know, from the people. If you were to poll the people, I, I, you, I don't know. Actually, look at me. I don't know what percentage. You'd probably get a fifty-fifty, honestly, based on what I've been reading in the. A vote from who? The people. Like, if you were to poll the people and say, "How, you know, are you in support or not of this?" It's I'm a fifty-fifty like, mm. because you'd have to know the facts. You got to know again. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. are headline hoes. Yeah. So yeah. they're looking at the headline, going, "Oh, my kid's gonna be in school till five o'clock." No. Not your school, but you don't know it's school because the schools have to apply for it. Mm-hmm. So how do you know if it's your school? Now, if I'm a neighboring school, again, and this is elementary schools, we're not even talking. Your kids in middle school, you know what? Just, just high school. You know what? They I'm sorry, this driving. episode is not for you. I'm sorry. We're just, just vote yes and keep pushing. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not this it's the bill is clearly written it says elementary schools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there's and then that cuts that whole sector out of people who have kids that aren't there right so yeah it, it does become a 50 50 because you really have to educate yourself about this bill yeah and i hope she does come out with some more um structured you know layout on what it looks like but i don't know she's got i don't know does she have time and who has oversight of the like that's what i couldn't figure out who's gonna have the oversight is this creating a whole new department no it's gonna be look at me no it's gonna be under what's her name who's what's her name the vote she gonna be gone boo that's why she said 2020 to 2024. Mm-hmm. You caught the number of years? I mean, this is that's why it's a grant program. And it's this is my thing. It's a grant program. Yeah. So it reminds me of, like, what was it, TRIO? 
okay. the trio program. Yeah. Up, up. I mean, I know it still kind of exists here and there, mm-hmm. but the votes were trying to cut trio and of upper brown was. program. So to was. me, this is almost where like this is like that next way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Kamala. I kind of mm-hmm. woke up at the end of. <laughs> realizing as what you were, you were talking, doing it. as you were yeah, talking will, it out <laughs> yeah I had to talk it out because even though I read this bill like five times trying to understand like okay why are people hating but now I see why people are hating mm-hmm. that's what I'm like we just need more sh- we just need a little we need more tightening up you know what I mean that's all and if you're listening my political people if you no, send her a note send, yeah right a little let her know we, we listening so I don't know, girl. I mean, I What I is your say, thoughts on the bill? Like honestly, I won't first, we'll put you out there on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Honestly, I I can only speak for myself. It's honestly what I'm already doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm paying for it yeah. because my kids go to private school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. If you have private kids in private school, this don't play to you. Yeah, of course not. You know what I'm saying? I'm already doing that. So to me, it's just giving public schools that mandating to literally have something available for kids from 730 to 536 o'clock. Especially during the school year. During the school year. Does this become a competition? Since we're talking about private schools real quick, does this become a com- competition for those of the private schools that have so. the summer enrichment? I don't think and so. And for kid- people who are in the public schools and they send their kids to private school during the summer? I don't think so. Okay. Because summer camp is a different animal to me. It depends on what the child may be interested in because there's, there's so many different summer programs for whatever, right? But this this is a part of that, though. So this if bill anything, helps that. It, may, it may even help families who send their kids to private school to maybe consider sending them to a public school summer program. Because they live in certain neighborhoods. Li- and, yeah, oh. and, it's, and it's convenient, free, oh. and close to the house. I think we, I think we're about to embark necessi- upon a whole other topic. And, then and to me, and you know, and hopefully, you know, it doesn't have that negative connotation, you know, public school. You know what I mean? Like not. Um, it's almost a voucher system. Ooh, we'll say oh. that. Oh. <laughs> well, for this. It's, for summer. For how summer. Would say, how would you say it's a voucher system, though? Because, okay, if you live. In a particular neighborhood that may not be, maybe it's a Title I type-ish neighborhood, but your kids are in public school during the school year. Now it comes time for summer camp. Now you have the option. You've always had that option. Oh, have you though? In a public school to send your kids to, to a summer camp at a public school, elementary school? No, no, you haven't. I'm Do you sorry. see what I'm saying? So if you live in a Title I neighborhood and you've been sending your kids to a private school, now during the summer, you're going to send them to a Title I school that's getting this money. Okay. Is that... I feel like with summer camp, you and I think it's an even playing field in, in which we have to pay for it, whether we send our kids to public or private school. Yes. So it's an even playing field. Um, 
Are you just saying, like, I'm not following. I'm sorry. I'm just totally lost. No, I I think what I'm looking at is you get the best of both worlds. Okay. You have options. You have more more options if you live within those particular neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And you're able to afford the private school. Now you're going to take advantage of the option of sending them to the public school in the summertime. That's where I was coming from. I was going to say. If this gets the problem, if it got nationally adopted, right, might be the same problems that we have with education in the public schools today, right? More, if you are in a wealthier neighborhood, you may have access to more cultural, more um, extracurricular activities versus if you were in a middle or low-income in- neighborhood. I.e. the charter system? No. 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 Just, just more options? Just, you may get, you get more options if you are in a wealthier neighborhood. That oh, absolutely. Versus, versus if you were not, you know? So that, if it got nationally adopted. I'm just thinking, like, way past 2024, you know? So that might be one thing to think about. Yeah. That's all I was trying to say. No, it's very good. So I, I definitely encourage everybody to read up on it and, and really have an honest thought, not a knee-jerk reaction to saying, like, this is no good. You know, like, this is not good or whatever. Yeah, because the first thing I said when I heard about this was, like, who's paying for this? That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Who pay- who's we, paying? We, girl, we're paying for it. I, I mean, I know. <laughs> I really, like, we're, and here's the funny part. I really pay for this than paying for a wall. But I'm mm. just saying, please read the bill. <laughs> so, so you, Tasha, I was throwing shade. I'll go back to my Say part. that. So, <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. So... If they do introduce this, yeah. what happens to our other nonprofits that have been uh, pretty successful, i.e. like the Boys and Girls Clubs? Well, I think they're on the, um, could have swore that I saw the YMCA. YMCA. They're one of the supporters. Boys, ooh. Do they have Boys and Girls Clubs on this in this side of the world? Look at me. <laughs> Did you say on this side of the world? Yeah. YMCA in our DFW area? Yeah. There is, but it's quiet. And I think that's the thing is because it used to be a big thing Mm -hmm. when we were kids. And then when our parents were growing up, the Ys and I know, right? We totally just dated ourselves. Um, The Ys and the boys clubs were a thing. And then I don't, and that's a whole other, you know, we'd have to go dive into that. Like, why isn't that still a thing? Right. Because, like I said, because this is a supplement. This mm-hmm. is just like that, but it's bringing them into. But it's the bringing it to majority. You in, it bringing it you going to it, and I think that's been maybe that's been what's been going on is a lot of us don't live near enough to the wise to the boys and girls clubs because they haven't been funded, and maybe this is a way. That's why they're probably sponsors. But this is probably... I know, I just hopped it out again. This is probably a way for them to get funded because I feel like their funding has been cut. Yes, their funding has... Yes. And then even... Look at me. I feel like... Yes. And then even more This is why she wants this topic off because she wanted me to see this. We can write it out. So, like, say, to support, to bring back the support... Have something, some kind of transportation system. Because they got grant writers. Yeah, to have some transportation system to bring it to them. 
right? Yeah. You know, boys and girls, uh, why, you know, you can use the, you know, small buses to these after school mm-hmm. programs and then you can go, you know, my parents can go pick them up from their pool. I was going to say police athletically, girl. <laughs> Sorry. That is very regional. Very, very regional. Yeah. Um, but, but no, yeah, I, but see, have... I see what you, I see what you did there. I see mm-hmm. what dots you, yeah, I picked mm-hmm. up where, what you put down. What <laughs> so, yes, yes. See, this is why you've got to do two things. Read the bill <laughs> and see who's sponsoring it. Because the sponsor part will make you go, oh, y'all got a vested interest. Because, like, why else would you even bring up a bill? Unless you want some type of change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why you got to read, like, even if you want to be a headline hoe, then at least look at who's sponsoring the bill. I Come on. So, again, yes. not in support or, you know, not support of it, but just R-E-A-D. <laughs> Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) um, please check out additional resources and links in our show notes where you can find more information about this and other topics. Um, We invite you to continue the conversation via our uh, comments and questions. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And of course, continue the conversation with us via email, our Facebook group, and whatnot. Um, And you can email us at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.